Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following content is not suitable for children. Who of our listeners wants a full body orgasm? I think they should have one. You got everyone curious. What the heck's going on here? Yeah. They call you the full body orgasm whisperer now, I guess. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Well, what's happening? Tell us, first of all, what's you got a bunch of articles out there and interviews that are, you're going viral here. <laughs> it is a little crazy. So, you know, there was this woman, she was in the Philharmonic Orchestra, or listening in the audience, and she had this ecstatic kind of experience where she cries out. And, and you know, women can have orgasms, George, without being touched. I, again, I, <laughs> I've heard that. It's hard for my brain to understand it. So it's, you know, that's just, why you're going to educate us today. Just thinking about it and having kind of, this is a sensation experience, right? She's so moved by the music. She has this utterance and and I don't think she's been interviewed so we don't really know what her experience was but a bunch of people were journalists were reaching out trying to figure out what this was and they were calling it a full body orgasm and so a couple of them contacted me and said you know can you explain what this is and so please I, explain it to us you listen this <laughs> okay so a full bodied orgasm it, you know usually when we have an orgasm it's very genitally focused so you feel it kind of like a spasm in your genitals but probably a full bodied orgasm is something where it moves from your genitals all through your body can kind of Come all the way through your body, out to your fingertips, you know, up through your head. And I want my earlobes to spasm. Can, well, you, can exactly. we make that happen? So do your earlobes spasm? We, we want to know too, George. Do you have full-bodied orgasms? I 
don't think I have a full body orgasm. So oh, I'm trying to figure out. I'm hoping to learn how to have one on that, this podcast. That here. Is, that, okay, we need to teach you. Yes, um, we do. I mean, the orgasm is pretty good as it is. So if it only can get better, I don't. This is. I hope everyone listening has got their notepads out here. So yeah, exactly. So as they interviewed me, you know, I referred them to our episode on orgasms, and I said, you know, basically what I'm describing on that episode is a full-bodied orgasm. And, of course, they took quotes from the episode, and suddenly other people are calling me, like, describe your orgasm. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a researcher. I'm a sex therapist. I've been working for 30 years in this field, and I guess what I'm going to be known for is my own orgasm. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's because you are brave enough to talk about it and share it. Exactly. Thank you. So, again, help us understand. It seems to me just like an intense orgasm. I mean, what's what what's the – how would people differentiate between a regular orgasm and a full-body orgasm? So, a regular orgasm, like I said, it's sort of like kind of from your lower belly maybe to your upper thighs. That's kind of where you feel it in your genitals. And wonderful. And, you know, gosh, what we don't want to do is pressure people to feel something else. But one of the things that I've been excited about and thinking about is how can I teach mostly women how to do this? I'm I'm not exactly sure how to teach men, although I have a few ideas. Especially wah, wah. No, no, no. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. All right, good. Um I think that especially women in menopause, you know, they can have a reduction of orgasm. But we know that women in, or- in menopause have a reduction of hormones. But orgasm is really about nerve conduction. So I think if I can teach them how to do this, they can sort of have something bigger. Because I, I would, and this is personal information, but I would say that my orgasms are by magnitude more powerful as I've gotten older. And I think it's partly what I've learned how to do during an orgasm. And I would also say, you know, the the reporters asked me, you know, can you do this by yourself? And sort of it's the politically correct answer in the sex therapy world to say, of course, orgasm is just as great as partnered sex. But for me personally, not even close. I mean, not even close. It's like I, I do have something wonderful with masturbation and sometimes – it can approach this, but I have personally never had this except with my partner. And I would say I have them most of the time. But I think what you do. A little bragging now. How are you? <laughs> you know, some of it is I don't know that it's absolutely elective, but I've been really analyzing what happens for me and what I do. And I think that. There's a letting go. There's really and truly this surrender. I mean, obviously, I feel very safe with my partner emotionally. And I think that if you don't feel safe with a partner, I I just personally imagine that it would be harder to let go like that. And, oh, my God, George, you know, in the article there, they're talking about, you know, she feels it in her anus. I'm like, oh, great. My anus is all over the news. <laughs> but Oh, well, we got to get specific. So, yeah. I, so I, I think it's like as I approach orgasm, there is this opening. So I, I like relax my pelvic floor completely. And it does move almost in this circle or this loop that it goes, you know, starts – 
kind of at the root of the clitoris and moves through the anus. And then it kind of comes up my back and my belly. And and that's the other thing is I can relax my belly. And you just think about women who are so anxious, they're holding in their stomachs. It's like, how do you have an orgasm when you're holding in your stomach? I don't know. And then it kind of moves like a balloon up through my chest. And then literally it comes up through my head. And I mean, my head without sort of control just shakes back and forth. And I feel it like all the way through my shoulders and arms and and I can't, I think I said this on our episode, but I didn't quite get as explicit. <laughs> but I can't stop crying out. I mean, it, it would have to come out because it just, it it's almost like this thing just moves through my whole body. And it feels, my whole body is like involved in it. And it feels really wonderful everywhere. I mean, certainly it feels wonderful genitally, but it also feels like, amazing through my, especially my upper torso. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, I'm trying to think about, you know, most of the time if I think about a woman orgasm, there is a clenching of the whole body that happens. Yeah. You're gripping sheets, you're kind of arms are spasming. You're at, is that, that's what you're calling a full body orgasm? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that would be something like it, right? I mean, when she's gripping the sheets, she's she's feeling tension through her arms and legs and and legs too i would say i didn't really include that but legs kind of shake too but other women will experience just a general orgasm it won't kind of radiate to the rest of the body yeah i i think most people experience it just in their genitals they don't they don't have it move through their torso up to the top of their head or through their legs. So you describe yours. You said, I don't have this. So what's different from what I described to what you feel? I don't think it sounds that different. Okay. Maybe you have full-bodied orgasms. Maybe I just didn't know I was having them. Maybe you just didn't describe it that way. I'm always looking for something else. What the hell? Let's (laughs) let's see what... I I don't think my, you know, my earlobes spasm. So that's what I'm shooting for here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, we can talk about men in, in, a, in a little while, but I'm not sure you're saying some, either male or female, however they identify, if you just specifically focus on the genitals, yeah, and that's where this spasm and ha- happens and nowhere else in your body, that that's typical, that's what most people experience? I, I think that's most what most people experience, and, I, and because I have you know, subjectively different orgasms, I kind of know the difference in my body. I can tell, I mean, there's a range of power in an orgasm for me. And I mean, occasionally, even with my partner, you know, it's it's kind of a blip, which is just fine. Thank you very much. I still want to have sex just for that blip. I mean, but I would say most of the time, 
it's very powerful. And most of the time it includes sort of intercourse and stimulation all at the same time. And I think that one thing I've wondered about is, is an orgasm around an object, whether it's maybe a dildo or a penis, like does does that partly, the spasm of that feel so different to my body that it radiates, you know, because obviously masturbation, mo- most women with masturbation do not use dildos or internal vibrators. It's always a clitoral vibrator. You mentioned a lot about the prostate and the anus and, you know, all these different pelvis floor. And a lot of people think about the clitoris, so you're kind of into introducing kind of deeper elements structurally. So is that part of this kind of full body that you need to incorporate? Okay, so that's a really good question and something for us to wonder about. Because with intercourse, obviously, the underside of the clitoris is being stimulated as well as the outside of the clitoris, the the tip of the clitoris. So both part, like the entire structure of the clitoris is having stimulation. Men, what you're talking about with the prostate gland. So I I read an article and I've been trying to think about how do we help men. And one thing is prostate stimulation with maybe intercourse or oral sex or manual stimulation or something is supposed to be a kind of blow your mind experience because the prostate gland is really deep inside their rectum so I'm wondering if that's like, if that gets stimulated, maybe with fingers, if you're heterosexual, and then, you know, he's being stimulated. I, I don't, I think it'd be very hard to have intercourse and stimulate a man's prostate gland. That, that just positionally would probably not work. But if you were doing manual stimulation, oral sex, stimulating his prostate, would he have this like deeper, fuller experience that he could kind of let it open up somehow and let it move through his body. Got any opinion about that, Chi? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I take the fifth on that one. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Well, something for you to try and get back to us on and just to observe. (laughs) When you're stimulating a G-spot. Yes, which is the underside of the clitoris. What is that? So remember, the clitoris is actually a structure that we see a little bit of it on top, but it's like a horseshoe structure where we see the legs and the, the, the legs and the bulbs are underneath the pelvis, right? They, we can't see those, but they, when we're aroused, they get engorged with blood. And so that, that engorgement also has nerve endings associated with it. It's like a the G-spot is kind of the nexus of all of these nerves. And, but and would that be similar to guys stimulating the, the prostate? Is that uh, the guy's G-spot? Not really. It, like the guy's G-spot is markedly more erotic and has accessible nerve endings more than the woman's G-spot. So it's really... The guy has a G-spot? No, the guy's... Did I say it wrong? The guy's prostate gland... Right. 
is accessible and has more erotic nerve endings like that are direct compared to the nerve endings that are stimulated on a woman's G-spot. So no, I, I would I would think that the guy's prostate gland would be more powerful by a long shot than stimulating a woman's G-spot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's silent. <laughs> Again, we have lots of different people with different styles listening. We're, we just open it up space to get people to be curious and kind of talk about things. Everything has to align with their values and what you're comfortable with. So, you know, we're just talking about the physiology here, right? So if you're a guy, a lot of guys thinking about, you know, their prostate being stimulated, it might be like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. Okay. Let's come back and talk about that. Uber Lube. It's a luxury lubricant. Can you say that three times fast? Uber Lube Luxury Lubricant. You know, basically, it's pure silicone bliss. It is made from superior ingredients. It has skin soothing vitamin E, and it goes on just like natural moisture, and it lasts a long time. There's no drip. Their glass bottles are truly beautiful. You can leave them on your bedstand. I do. No problem. Nobody notices. And it's basically like this thin, slippery silicone formulation. It reduces friction, which is great, but it doesn't reduce sensation. And it stays slippery long enough for lasting pleasure. They have travel-friendly toughened glass bottles. You can slip it in your gym bag. You can slip it in your purse. You can be ready whenever. Try UberLube, the silicone lubricant, at uberlube.com. Use the code FOREPLAY for 10% off. Really, it is the best lubricant on the market. We are doing a couple's retreat on September 8th. So please keep that in mind in your schedule for your fall schedule. We want to give you a heads up. We're only doing one this year because our training schedule is getting crazy. But we would love to invite you to our couple's retreat on September 8th. It's by Zoom. And you can find it on our website, foreplaysextherapy.com. Nice. And we just uh, completed training therapist two days, right, on sex. Had over 100 therapists. How much fun was that, Laurie? To just kind of, again, get all these questions. We don't have all the answers, but we're just, again, that excitement is just trying to help us all get clearer and clearer and start leaning in this direction because it's such a great need to help couples talk about their sex lives. It was. It was really fun. And we're excited to do it again for our couples. We always have fun with people who are wanting to work on their sex life and come to us. They're always anxious. What is it going to look like? And I'm glad to email you a little bit about that, talk with you so you can get comfy. And who don't want to be comfy, Mm -hmm. right? Let's come right back here, G, and talk about the prostate gland being stimulated and what that means. And is there a value associated with that? So for me, I'm a sex therapist. I'm concerned about physiology and you know anatomy and physiology, and that's all I care about. When you're trying to help a partner feel as good as they can feel, you want to do anything possible to help them. I think, you know, obviously gay men access the prostate gland in a number of ways and take advantage of that, and that's mm-hmm. why anal sex can feel so good. But it has absolutely nothing to do with sexual orientation. Nothing. It mm-hmm. has to do with nerves. I mean, it 
they're just taking advantage of what their bodies can do. And mm-hmm. and why a straight man would not try this is like, like if I had a prostate gland, I would want to try that. Dang it. You know, because like, what if it gave you this amazing feeling? It, it doesn't have to do with, I, I will tell you though, I have a, a guy friend and he's funny as heck. And, I don't know how we talked about that. And he's like, there's nothing going in there. There's, that is a place that things come I mean, out of. It's, it's a lot of men are going to have that, that, that mindset. <laughs> George, you know that the anus itself for both men and women has nerve endings too. And, and we have psychological barriers to that because mm-hmm. we've been told as children, you know, that's dirty. Don't touch there. Don't touch there. And, you know, so in our unconscious – we imagine that as dirty, but you know you can be clean and and that can be okay, and it can also feel good, but it's really different. I mean, still good, but nothing compared to prostate. Well, again, you're very open and into exploring, and that's why you can get so specific and why you're such a good teacher, right? But if you're a listener and you're not comfortable with that and you don't want to challenge that, that's, you know, I, I could think guys in my firehouse sit here and say, what the hell is going on here? We're talking about putting things up your, your anus. And like, if, if you're, not, you're okay not doing that, you know, listen, I, I think that's cool too. So. Okay, okay, so let's talk about maybe another way to help men that would exclude that if they're really squeamish or freaked out about that I don't, I don't, okay it's beyond me to be freaked out about that but one of the things that i i know is that it's really about edging you know so coming close to orgasm and stopping yourself what that does is it kind of builds in your pelvis this tension and and so if you start and stop getting close, stopping, like just hovering on the edge. For women too, I mean, this is one way to do it, is hovering on the edge of orgasm, the brink of orgasm. For women, what it does is it builds a good vasocongestion platform. So their tissue, their vulva, their clitoris, the, the legs and bulbs of the clitoris underneath that we're not seeing, they're all sort of getting pumped up with more blood, like a good erection. Women essentially have erectile tissue too. Mm-hmm. And so the more blood, the fuller it is. I I think what it does is it probably makes all the nerves that are nearby that maybe if you're, you know, slightly not as full, don't quite get as accessed. So I, I would think with a man too, you know, if you can kind of keep him on the edge and then let him go over the edge. I, I would expect that that would be a bigger orgasm. And that's what they do in tantric sex. Being able to control your orgasm. Yeah. In tantric sex, they you know, essentially use breath to, first of all, be very present, be, be very like into the experience. And, and I think that's another thing with a full-bodied orgasm is like, like my mind is gone. I, I am no longer self-conscious. I'm not inhibited. I have entered the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm present and very present to what's happening, almost almost lost in it. And I think if you could get a man to like be so excited, so aroused that he, that he's kind of just desperate for orgasm and not thinking about anything else. And I I know men have in general better focus than women. 
And probably when they're having sex, they're kind of not thinking anything but having an orgasm anyway. Uh, whereas, you know, women, we're so distractible, it's it's harder for us. But But I would think that that building, stopping, and then the release, and then it kind of, I think as a man too, you kind of have to let go. I mean, certainly there's kind of a spontaneous clenching and letting go all at the same time. For women, one thing to try is kind of have her squeeze maybe your penis or your fingers with her vaginal walls, with her Kegel muscles, and then stimulate her and have her relax. And it is, as a woman, I can just tell you that it's a markedly different experience, both of those. And I I wonder for a man, too, like, as he's being stimulated, does he kind of involuntarily kind of squeeze his anus and his kegel muscles, you know, because it's so exciting. And then what happens when he consciously lets go and continues to be stimulated? Is that different? You're giving us a lot to think about, Lori. George is nodding like he's he's got his eyes up. I'm like, about thinking to, I have about no that. idea what my kegel muscles are doing. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're inviting us all to to think and feel more and see what's going on down there. Yeah. And I want to say one more thing that is emotional and psychological. So I'm just interested in anything that I can learn about sex. And I was in yoga the other day and this woman was talking about, you know, just kind of a move we were doing and how we were sitting. And she's like, you know, your emotions are held in your lower body, your, your buttocks and your pelvis. And I'm like, that's an interesting thought. I, I didn't, I don't know if I believe that absolutely, but I could see where she was going that, and she was talking about all this stuff, chakras and all this, but it was still an interesting concept that in ancient worlds, people have been thinking about the emotional seat of the body. And I, you know, you and I as EFT therapists, we, we many people tell us where they feel emotions, sometimes their stomach, sometimes their chest. But when I was thinking about this, especially having to do with anxiety, sexual trauma, problematic things, like I deal with women with pain problems, and much of it is rooted in anxiety. It's like they hold tension in their pelvis. Women often have TMJ, which is the clenching of the jaw, and they often have a corollary to vestibulitis, which is like, or or dyspareunia, which is tension in their vagina, tension in their vulva. And so they can't relax. And so there's constriction to their orgasms. And same thing with men. Some men hold tension in their pelvic floor. And pelvic floor therapists actually work on these, these points of tension. And they can release these like knots in a man's pelvis and a, they can correct ED, George, and they can like give them, help them. Like I, through- I have to be honest. I don't even know what the hell the pelvic floor is. And, and so Okay, so, so just do you know, like if you were going to the bathroom and you didn't want to go and you're like rushing to get in the house and you squeeze to stop urine from coming out, that's your Kegel muscle. Mm-hmm. So that squeeze sometimes involuntarily is is squeezed when people hold tension in their pelvic right. floor. Yeah. And well, where's your pelvic floor? 
So your pelvic floor is kind of the muscles that support your genitals. Okay. Like and your the, anus? the muscles in your anus, the muscles okay. that support your kegels, you know, I mean, those are all held. And in a woman, I mean, our pelvic floor, right, it supports our vagina. There's this cradle of muscles called the levator ani that it is just like a it's just like a little cradle. And and those can contract and and be relaxed. And sometimes women with pelvic floor issues, they, they're unconsciously contracting mm-hmm. all these muscles. Interesting. And and their body gets used to being contracted. And so they're squeezing their anus. And all of those muscles get like overworked and then their their pelvis is too what they we call too much tonic. That it's it's too tight. And other women, like childbirth and all sorts of things happen and it's too loose. And consciously we can learn to have sort of just the right tension. Anyway, all no, to it's say good because I don't think any most men I know know nothing about a pelvic floor. So, and I would think then most, if you don't know anything about it, most pelvic floors would be probably pretty weak, not used so often, you know. Well, I mean, I think most of us have healthy pelvic floors without consciousness, but mm-hmm. that we can get into problems with it. And one of the problems is an emotional issue where, I mean, you know people who are emotional who are just, we call them uptight, Right. They got to stick up there, you know, and it's it literally they do because right, that's where they hold tense. their tension. And if you're holding your tension there because of anxiety or, or maybe like think about the woman who's with an angry partner, mm-hmm. like can she really relax into that moment and let go and and have this full orgasm? I, I just kind of doubt that. As a woman, you know, we're with people, men, who generally, who are bigger than us, stronger than us. And if, if you're not certain that your partner is not going to lose their temper at any moment, like just living with somebody who loses their temper, your body is going to react to that. You're going to hold tension. Well, what I'm taking out of this is trying to be more, make it more explicit. Are you holding tension in your pelvic floor? Can you relax it? If you're relaxed, can you decide to tense it up? Like people that have more control over that yes. are going to have better orgasms, right? Or, you know, if you have no idea what's going on, then it's it's harder to to move, change that up because you're going to do whatever you're doing. Some people are tense too much. Some people are, are not tense enough, but they don't have a lot of choice. And what you're saying is you can develop that choice. That's what you're doing with your orgasms. You're developing a lot more choice with kind of what you're doing. Right. And I mean, I, I don't think that I think absolutely to myself when I'm having an orgasm, okay, let go, let your pelvic floor go. I mean, it. once your brain knows how to do it, it's unconscious. You know, it's like learning to ride a bike, right? You you don't think every time this is how I balance, this is what I how I pedal. It's like your brain forms a pathway. So once you learn how to do this, you can do it. And to do it, you know, the edge in that you're talking about, you got to learn a little bit more control over kind of your pelvic floor. So that's yes. a homework assignment for our listeners. Okay, I want to get my earlobes to twist. I got to figure <laughs> out how to do some more of these kind of 
okay. workouts. That's what I'm going to add to my workout regimen. Okay, so in four episodes, we're going to ask George if his if his earlobes twitch. So y'all be listening because All I'm right. going to ask him that. Well, I, I can feel one twitching already. <laughs> I'm sitting here <laughs> practicing. Woohoo! Okay, buddy. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Keep it twitching, baby. Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.